Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Supercoach podcast. I'm joined on this episode in our second or third, I don't know which order these are being uploaded, uh, issue of our interviews of the top five at this stage. I've got Josh with me who finished fifth in Supercoach 2021. How are you, mate? I'm good. Thanks, JB. How are you? Very, very good. You've come out with a nervous sort of start there. Have you been on a podcast before, Josh? <laughs> no, not at all, mate. Not at all. <laughs> That's fine. We're, we're just we're just chatting. So um, I've got a few questions here to ask you about your team. First of all, I can't get past this one. Um, your team name <laughs> is Guider's Toe. I need to know yeah. what what is well, going on there. You nearly got it. It's it's actually Guida's Toe. Um, <laughs> I make that same mistake when I'm reading out Patreon callouts. Oh, yeah, 100%. But um, I don't know about everyone else, but I just can never come up with a team name. Um, yeah, I just I always rolled with something that had like Chris Judd in it. And then when he retired, I just didn't know what to do. So. <laughs> You're distraught because of your team name. Oh, I know. Yeah. So I just kind of <laughs> picked a mate and just started naming my team after body parts of his so <laughs> I think I went from like Guida sucks to Guida's foot and now Guida's toe was uh, the lucky one uh, I, I, this is a family friendly podcast so just be careful with the answer <laughs> but are you going to work up the body or are you going to keep this name um, is this your lucky name now what's going on no nah, I think I think I've got to change again but I'll probably just go to like Guida's toenail or something like that next uh, toenail is a bit I don't want to be reading out ten hour all next year when I'm going through the top ten again. All right? Yeah, no, nah, I won't be. I won't be up there anyway. Maybe, so maybe worry. Shin. We go with Shin. Yeah, all right. Greatest Shin. We called <laughs> it here. Twenty twenty two. My team name will be Greatest Shin. All right, perfect. Um, all right, so we want to know a little bit about you, Josh. So, uh, firstly, who do you support? Which team? And answer this one. I know. I think I know who you support based on your Slack profile picture. But, yeah. Um, and also, who? How long have you been playing Supercoach for? Um, well, I'm a bomber supporter. Um, I live in Geelong, a bit like M. So that has been. But a really... she supports Geelong. <laughs> yeah, she actually supports Geelong. So my decision's been pretty poor for like the last fifteen years. Um, Might be coming good. good. Oh, uh, not before Geelong probably win again. But <laughs> so yeah, been a bomber fan um, and super coach. Oh, I don't even know. I think my dad got me into it. Easily, like, 10 years ago. I remember doing it in maybe, like, year 7 or 8, which, yeah, was yeah. about 10 or 12 years ago. Um, and I would have been like every other kid that I just traded in whoever was 
100k and scored 100 the week before and then <laughs> wondered why they didn't do it the next week. I, I think I remember Brent, Brenton Stanton was like one of my main <laughs> I was in like year eight or nine and he scored back-to-back 120s and I was just like, yeah. oh, Brenton Stanton. Oh, it was, there was another like big-bodied Essendon was, midfielder as well. Yeah. It was, I, uh, I actually remember that. I, I didn't get sucked into Stanton. And it was who was the Scott, other one? It was Scott Selwood as well that was going like 150 after like five rounds and everyone got on him and then he didn't do anything. I swear there were two bombers though. There was like another bomber that started the season really well. It would have been Joe Watson, surely. Uh, I think it was like a lesser name, but I, I'll, I'll have to look that up another time. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I'm with you there. I started young as well. Um, and yeah, you pretty much just roll with whoever. You, you point chase to the max. Yeah, and, I used to. I used to like do my trades and then add up my points from the week before and be like, Look, Dad, I would have won the week, and he's like, "That's not <laughs> quite how it works, mate." But, but I got to got to have a chat with Dad on the weekend and um, told him that I was I was fifth going in with I think a few games left, and I don't think he really believed me to start with because he stopped playing a few years ago. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll claim it. So wait, does he does he know now that you did end up finishing fifth? Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he was, was kind of like, oh. I just laughed. He was like, oh, all my years of, of training. And I was oh, like, he claimed no. it, of course. Yeah, he, he claimed it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, that, that's typical dads out there. Yeah. Um, all right. So, next, I've got to ask did you do anything differently this season compared to previous seasons? Just in general, um, I think this gets us a lot of players who rank well. Um, I'll, I'll ask firstly, what's, what's your best ever rank prior to this season? Uh, my best ever prior to this season was, I think, about 4K. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I had a look before and last year I actually ended at like 20k, which 20. I, don't remember, I don't remember it being that bad, but I think I just, <laughs> I think I just went for league. I'll just last, last year was difficult with the, uh, with everything happening. So yeah. I mean, this year it, it was still a bit of zigzagging, but, um, far more predictable, I think this year than last year, cause yeah. last year was a mess. Um, yeah. so I think we'll we can go, excuse we'll the 20k. That. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> Maybe not then. Um, <laughs> That, uh, so, yeah, so did you do anything differently this season compared to previous seasons to get this sort of um, boost? Did you back yourself in more? Did you follow different trends? What, what, was, your, um, what was your mentality switch? Or did you just back yourself? Um, I think I've got a really bad habit of, of making my team maybe like two or three days before the season starts. And then when I get into the year, I get addicted and love it. At the start of the year, I always like put it off. But this year, I was probably maybe two or three weeks before the start of the season, so that might have been the difference. I actually gave myself <laughs> at least a couple of weeks to to think. Think. Wow, think so a lot of people through. usually log in, you know, mid December when it opens and yeah. just tinker for six months. So you you were just a couple of weeks, and that was longer than usual. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd say <laughs> next year going forward, I'll um I'll probably be on whenever it opens straight away, but. Yeah, I don't know. This year, I just thought I'll actually get a team set and probably gave me a bit more time to listen to a few of you guys' podcasts and, and kind of know who to start. But during the year, it was probably just backing in decisions a bit more and not, not really just following the crowd. Um, if I thought someone was good, I thought they were good for a reason. So I just thought, oh, well, if it goes wrong, then I can deal with it. All right. Well, I'm looking at your team... Now, Took Miller sort of comes to mind there. I think a lot of people were slow on the uptake and, and maybe still don't have Took Miller or didn't end up getting Took Miller for um, like his past scoring history, etc. You jumped on him. Um, what round was that and what sort of convinced you on Took? Well, <laughs> um, Took very quickly became my favorite player easily i got i'm looking here I've, i got him at round 13 in the buys um i planned that's my buys early. yeah so i planned my buy and that's when he was 616 so he was dominating and everyone was it was kind of like him and still Parrish skeptical would, yeah yeah still skeptical but they're like he's putting out 130s here it's got to stop eventually um so i i knew i needed or had a lot of money for an upgrade and like I, I really wanted Jared Lyons, um, and I, but he had the buy that week, and I knew I could still get him the next, and I was nearly going to bring in him um, anyway, even though he had the buy, because that was that round thirteen when they moved the game, so I think I had like twenty one players. Yeah. Um, 
So I actually thought, I was like, ah, oh, if I bring Jared Lyons in, it doesn't really matter because then I have 20 players. Um, and I kind of just went on a whim. I was like, ah, oh, why not? Like, the bloke's dominating. No one's got him. Could be a bit of fun. I'd never really watched him play up until that point. So, so this is where the luck comes in, I guess, that I just kind of went, like, why not? Let's just get him. Like, what's just, the worst that him. can happen? He I ended mean, up getting, I think he put out like a 130. And because I had so many players, it only made me get 40 more points. But um, in that round, I came, I'm pretty sure I was 20th for the round. Wow. Um, so it was kind of good that I got him in. And then, yeah, I just watched most of his games after that. And he's phenomenal. Like, he's so good. At football. One, one for next year, I think, and, and one that's probably going to go under the radar is going to start quite expensive and, and people are sort of going to shy away. He might do... I mean, looking at his... Um, um, I've got his stats open here. So, um, besides the 80 in round one, 78 in round three, and 96 in round five, he didn't go under 100 once. And I'm, I'm trying to find the scores here. So, the, he went under 110 twice after those subtons. And essentially, er, er, literally everything's 115 or more um, for yeah. the rest of his scores with about five 150s, a couple of 140s in there. Unbelievable season. Um, he just didn't stop. Everyone thought he'd just eventually stop. He just didn't. So that was yeah. a real breakout for him. Yeah. And he's so good. Like, he's awesome to watch. Like, he just tackles and then he runs. Like, all he does is run and he just gets kicks all over the ground. So... And he does he, kick the ball a lot. So a lot of those people yeah. are more handball heavy, but he is a kicker. Yeah. yeah. No, he was good to own. And I'll look, I'll probably go back again next year. <laughs> so your starting team, um, I, I sort of want to dig into that a little bit. What was it like in terms of composition? So um, I think a lot of people to start this year had a heavy um, back line. So um, most people had a, um, a rookie off-field down to D6 or 7, um, and then sort of left a little bit in the midfield and a little bit up forward, a lot up forward, most people. Yeah. Um, how did you go? Did you start the two big rucks? Sort of what was your what was your starting team like? Yeah, I had um, had the two big rucks. I, I kind of followed trend. I had heavy down back. Um, I, think I had the four premiums and then Clark and Young. And then, yeah, it was pretty light in the, in the forward line. I think... I think Zebel was F2, but yep. that's with... Dan- I had Danger in the midfield, so I guess Zebel was kind of F3, um, what what it was going to end up being. But yeah, I, I definitely went... I think I had all the mid-prices. Um, yeah, the six. I can't remember who they were. It was like Zebel was phenomenal. Impey, Danaher, I guess, were like really good. And then I had yep. Dow, Clark, and Young, who... Yeah, all all by round six were out of my team, so yeah, I guess I kind of just quick. yeah, I kind of just grabbed them all and hoped for the best. Um, which three of them were were really good, so I guess that worked. Yeah, I mean, but I think we we're blessed this year with players like um, Jack Siebel starting. If you didn't start him, you were essentially just too far behind the eight ball yeah. dot, unless you got him in ASAP. So, um, what was your favourite starting pick of all the players? Oh, um, I'd Actually, say. Why, why you're on that? Did you start any mid prices? Any sort of punty picks? Uh, not like not outside of those. Like I guess they were all kind of rookie ones, weren't they? Those like yeah. even Zebel and Impy were pretty low. Um, I stayed away from Taranto. Nah, there was no one. No one really from that 300k. I actually really wanted to start Heppel, and then. I think I listened to a few of the podcasts and they were just saying, it's just... Yeah, we were, we were off him. Yeah, yeah. off Heppel. And I, I really, yeah. like, as a bomber, I liked him. And he's playing half back. I was like, oh, he's going to get the ball, but... He had a good season. Yeah, he had a great season. Only, um, only a few games missed in there as well. Yeah, so I think that kind of talked me off that. I was like, oh, well. Um, but apart from, I guess, those 200 to sub three, those guys I got, there wasn't really anyone else in that mid-price section now. So then your favourite starting pick for your squad? Yeah, it would be... I think I think the one that was like, oh, I've really got something here that people have missed would have been either Walsh or Ridley. Like, yeah. Watching Ridley at the start was like, 
Oh, Here we go. This, this bloke, this bloke's going to average one twenty, and, and yep. no one's really got him. Um, until that concussion, yeah, he was like, he was the man, pretty much. And Walsh don't, was similar. Don't remind me. Yeah, <laughs> Walsh was similar in that. I think he was like maybe five fifty to start. Yeah, and yep. pretty much from yeah, day he dot, was. he was like a one fifteen player. Um, yep. So that was they were the ones where you kind of thought, oh yeah, I've made I've made some ground here on everyone else. Yeah, so a couple of slack favourites there, um, Walsh and Ridley. So um, you're obviously in the Patreon now. Um, yep. You joined up, uh, what, what round did you say it was? Uh, in 13, when I had that really strong round. I think I, think yeah. I wanted to come in swinging. Uh, can we just claim that, can we? That, <laughs> yeah, you that... can claim that. Yeah, I think okay, I just cool. wanted to come uh. in uh, flexing a little bit as I, as I came in. But so, so what did you take from, from being in Slack and in the Patreon from then on? Did you... Uh, did you find it like sort of just there's a lot of information it's information overload in there um did that help did that hinder sort of what what sort of happened from there yeah it definitely helped i think why why i joined was i was starting to move up the ranks and i just yeah i just would listen to the podcast and then you'd try and listen to all the other podcasts because i just liked talking about it and wanted more information and yeah. my girlfriend was getting annoyed because it's all I'd wanted to look at and talk about. <laughs> I was going to ask coach. that a bit later and we'll get yeah. on to that next, I think. But, um, and yeah, Slack was perfect. It was just like, oh, well, this is a group that everyone here is talking about Supercoach. So it kind of gave me all the info and things that I wanted um, and things that you, you don't know. Like there's a lot of teams that obviously don't get to watch, like even with yourself and Port Adelaide yeah. and things like that. Um yeah, it's just access to, I guess, these little things. Like, I would have started Zach Butters if I was in Slack, um, which obviously got injured. You're but pulling at the been. heartstrings today. Josh. Yeah, I know, but like, if I was there and I heard your pump-ups, I would have definitely started him. And, yeah. and if, if he didn't get injured, it would have been probably the best pick of the year. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> it still feels bad. Um, it, as well as that, I mean, I also did say to get Houston, so... I wasn't going to bring that up, but if you, if you have. Uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll say now, this is just um, a little bit of private information between us. <laughs> um, pretty much the only message I've got with you on Slack is you asking whether you should get Daniel Rich or whether Dan Houston was um, was going to score well in his role. And um, my answer, I mean, I didn't I didn't twist your arm to get Rich, uh, to, to get Houston. I sort of said... Um, look, if he's going to play in defence, then I think he's he's quite solid. He's going to just keep scoring well. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of right. <laughs> he just yeah. Didn't, he just didn't stay and and play in that ideal role. But um, I noticed you didn't come and ask for advice again after that. So. <laughs> yeah, I went to one of the other two after. <laughs> after that. But no, I, I think, don't blame that, you. Yeah, I think with that, I watched one Brisbane game and Oscar McInerney took about five or six contested marks and every single time he just turned around and handballed it to Daniel Rich and I was like, well, <laughs> he's getting free possessions so I'm yeah. just going to go with that guy. Good stuff. Um, you mentioned the misses earlier so what, what's the situation? Uh, there's, uh, it's always one or the other, pro or anti-supercoach. Uh, so anti-supercoach. I think <laughs> I think equivalent to probably M's husband but yeah. then M was within the 50k so he jumped on board whereas <laughs> yeah my partner was just like surely you can't be doing anything on a tuesday during the week like there's no team she she learnt when the teams are out and figured out that well you can't do anything until that happens so why are you just sitting there looking at your super coach team <laughs> but um uh, now that i now that i've had a half decent finish i've at least got a leg to stand on oh are you gonna see any of that prize money or is that all gone Oh, gone. Totally gone. <laughs> <laughs> to a commission so, uh, for putting up with all my crap. It, it's it's probably a worthwhile course to keep playing Supercoach, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, my next question is, did you? how much did you think about the buys, if at all, when picking your starting team? Now, based on your two-week preparation, I've got, a, <laughs> I've got a guess at how much you thought about the buys, but what's, what's your response? In my starting team, yeah, absolutely zero. Did like, <laughs> did we even know who had a buy when? Yeah, we at knew the start at that stage. Okay. Yeah, so that's, I mean, like that's... a lot of people theorised that that changed before then, but okay, um, yeah, we knew. Yeah, so that that's the level that I took into the buys. <laughs> um, coming to about round six, and I guess upgrade season was when I really, that's when I had the 
the spreadsheets out and was the total opposite. So I, I actually yeah. went pretty heavy on the buys um, to make sure I'd get 18. And yeah, just trying to make sure every line was still strong. And I knew I, I, knew I started these Zeebles and Impies, so I kind of took them as I had extra trades. So Zeeble was basically two trades that I didn't have to do. Um, yeah. So a lot of the buys, I think my middle buy was quite poor and I was planning to just sideways a couple primos um, even before we got the extra trades just because, like, yeah, I knew I'd kind of made up those trades on people and I was like, well, this is going to be a couple hundred points that no one else would get. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> that game changed and kind of ruined all my planning and everything, but it still worked out fine. Those extra trades I used to... Um, I think I sideways short. That's when I went short to Rich. Okay, um, yep, yep. And I used the other one to get rid of Brayshaw. It wasn't bad. He just he just, just kind of yeah. like a loose end kind of thing. So I used Brayshaw to go to Took, actually. So that was probably... probably <laughs> that, trade that's of, probably yeah. that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah trade, trade of the year. Uh, I'll put that down on my one. <laughs> um, I notice you've got, you've got an extra forward. You've got seven forwards in your side. Um. How did how did that happen? Was that like a late pivot? You've got Zorko in your midfield and um, six other premium forwards. Did that just come about late in the season, or yeah, did you that fall was into late. this? Okay. Uh, that was that was Kelly. So that's when Kelly went out. Um, I think I had two trades okay. left at that point, so I, I swung. I think it might have been Bolton at that stage. Put him up and got Rowan Marshall. Um, yeah, I did kind of flirt with getting Guthrie, which. In the end, was probably the decision, but yeah, couldn't couldn't really fault Rowan Marshall. He was pretty solid. Yeah, no, he was good. Um, yeah. I always find so it funny just, when I see someone yeah. with too many players on one line. Yeah, um, I think um, I think the guy that ended maybe third or something like that had twenty three primos in the end. If you can count Bolton as a primo, but yeah, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> nah, oh, neither. Trust me. Oh, he was yeah, that was Stressful. painful. Absolutely, it, it, everything was looking great until until Bolton came into everyone's team, apart from M's, pretty much. So she was just, she was just laughing for every forty points he was putting out. You've got your trades there. What, what round did you get him in? I'm curious. Oh, the forty when he got the forty four. Um, yeah, round fifteen. <laughs> yeah, so for for Dusty, um, no, sorry, so nineteen. So when Martin went out. Oh. Um, yeah. So I can kind of live with that decision because. I couldn't afford anyone else. Um, yep. I think the only other person I could have got was Taron Thomas, which would have been great, but I just did not have I the mean, balls to He also pick missed him. the week, so I don't yeah. know how they finished in terms of points. Um, yeah, oh, I reckon he still had him. Bolton might have. averaged <laughs> probably 70 for the rest of the year. But yeah, it's not much. I'll, I'll give yeah, you much. Yeah, but um, yeah, that was just a frustrating one that I guess I was lucky that everyone else jumped on him too. Um, to go, he would have been... The choice, obviously, looking back, but yeah, just didn't have the money for him. How was your luck in the early parts of the season in terms of um, injuries or um, maybe moving on a rookie too soon? How'd you go with uh, with that? Um, it's probably a mixed bag. So I had round one. I had Danger, yeah, um, and Rao. So uh, you started Rao. Yeah, I started Rao. Um, <laughs> the more I think about it, the the more ridiculous it sounds. But I bought into the hype. Yeah, he, <laughs> he sucked me in big time. Um, wow. Oh, I've actually got beef that I that I'm gonna that I'm gonna use the podcast to. Oh, air it to, out to air here. Yeah, I, so I it. had so I'm looking at my trades here, and I went Dangerfield to and Rao, yep. to Andy McGrath and Andy Brayshaw. Um, okay. <laughs> Andy McGrath, yeah, Andy McGrath sucks me in every year as a Bomber fan. I was just, I was just waiting for his breakout year. We all have him, don't worry. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it was Pistol on the podcast, and he stated, I reckon it was Walsh, Brayshaw, and McGrath, and he said they were all going to average over, I think it was like 115. Oh, that sounds like Pistol as well. And it's, oh, and he got me, hook, line, and sinker, absolutely sucked me in. Oh, so the beef's with Pistol? Yeah, it's with Pistol. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can. I, yeah. can, I haven't I can even told. I, yeah, I haven't even told him about this, but 
And so, uh, <laughs> so you had beef with Pistol, you had beef with me over Houston. Is Cheeso just where you got your advice from? Oh, yeah. As the Bomber fan, yeah. Well, I, mean, clear. I don't need to ask any questions. That explains your rank. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, good to go from you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah just so me and had... him colluding the whole time. <laughs> you had Rao and Dangerfield early. Um, yeah. Anything else that really sticks out? or? Um, and then I guess just those mid-prices, like Clark got dropped and Young got injured. Um, when did you get rid of um, McGrath from there? Because he got injured soon after. So he was the one um, in the buys. I actually had planned to move him on. That was kind of when I was going to sideways. And funnily enough, the game he got injured was going to be his last game. I was going to trade him no matter what. Yeah. And then he played and scored four points or whatever it was um, yeah, and dropped about, dropped about 40k in price, um, which didn't really hinder my trades too much or anything, but those points. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Thinking about it now probably would have been pretty handy. <laughs> that would have been all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but then, yeah, in the early stages, I had, yeah, Dunkley as well. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, just had a weird period where I think it was where Ridley got knocked out, and then I had Luke Ryan, who was a late out that turned into a three-week injury, um, which they didn't, they weren't very transparent about. They just kept saying he was nearly, nearly ready, nearly ready, or I probably would have traded him if it was three weeks. Yep. Um, and then he was finally back, and then Brayshaw missed a week with a calf, I think it was. So I was a primo down for the like four weeks in the middle there, and. Yeah, but then going on from that, I kind of got pretty lucky, I guess. The only other one was really Martin, and then... I'm super confused. So, you've traded in Andrew Brayshaw and <laughs> Andy McGrath. Yep. <laughs> you started Rao. You uh-huh. copped Dangerfield like everyone, copped Dunkley like everyone. Yep. How did you have enough trades to even get to full premium, let alone, as you said, have two left at the point of Dustin Martin getting injured? Um... Yeah, that's yeah, really good point. I think, I think the the way I got away with that was probably Zebul, which was that kind of saved me two trades because that was a premium for nothing. Yeah, but um, I have Zebul and I've had no <laughs> trades since like round ten. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then I got Aaron Hall at four twenty, so I think that yep. was that's good. Round eight. And then when Dunkley was injured, um, that's when I brought in Zorko. So he was only 485 then as uh, well. Yep. <laughs> that's um, another good one. So they were kind of two premiums that I got on the cheap. And then I think like another thing I tried to do this year was to not not move on rookies too soon. I used to get probably used to get a bit obsessed with upgrading my team and say James Jordan, for example. Yep. When he got to 300k, you'd be like, "All right, well, like he's he's great, but I could get Clayton Oliver, who's better." Um, but instead of just giving him the flick, I was like, oh, "I'll I'll I'll take his 80 points and and just kind of let him ride for a little bit more, and kind of made a lot more money on a few guys like that, not get, not going too early." Um, yeah, yeah. But in saying that, I, I still stuff some up. I traded. 
Jimmy uh, Jimmy Rowe at two thirty four, and then I think he went on to average. Oh, I think for, I think a lot of people did that. Yeah, I think he went on <laughs> he to came average out of uh, eighty or something for the next. So four he, or was, five. he was barely able to eke out a sixty, like on his yeah. best day. Yeah, and I think he got like three eighty five plus scores in a row. And uh, yeah. when everyone traded him, it's like he knew. Yeah, I reckon um, he. Um, I reckon he put out two thirties or something in a row, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah. this bloke's done." And then it just, yeah, just burnt me. But so, so on that, what round did you consider yourself full premium? What, what round did that last trade drop where you thought, "Okay, now I'm just looking at injuries and a potential sideways if I get lucky." Yeah, um, I traded. So when we got the extra trades, uh, I traded Grundy out. So okay. then. He came back in, I guess, to finish my team at round 16. So, yeah, round 15 was when I brought Danger back in. And then, yeah, round 16 was Flynn to Grundy. And that was pretty much full premium. Which I think I had maybe three or four trades left at that point. I think three. Okay. So, then after that, we're in the run home. So, essentially... What round did you say you hit full premium then? Uh, 16. Okay, so we got about seven weeks left. Did you do anything differently in the run home knowing that you were ranking highly for the season? Um, I tried to. Uh, I kind of worked out that I had ground to make up. Um, so I tried to, to VC, took a bit more just because... Yeah. Just because I knew no one else had him. Um, well, how would that work out for you? It's, it probably would have worked great, right? Yeah, there were some good ones. Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of his fixtures didn't work out too well, and then you'd VC McRae, and he'd put out a one thirty, and you're like, well, I have to take it. Yeah. Um, round, I think the second last round, took played the second game of the year, put out a one fifty five or something, kicked the winning goal against. Yeah, I remember. Can't that. remember who it was, and I was on the couch going, "Here we go, this is it." And then, <laughs> and then I think. Tom Mitchell, Jack Steele, and McRae all put out identical scores to Took that week, and I was like, "Oh, well, that was the one fifty-five, I think." Yeah, they all went. They all went between one fifty and one fifty-five. I know McRae definitely went one fifty-five that week. Yeah, I think well. Steele that, went that, the exact same or something too, yeah, and Mitchell was, was about one fifty round twenty-one. Yeah, and I just went, "Ah, oh, well, like I can't do much else there. That's just okay." But that that's interesting because I mean, from round six onwards, you literally couldn't have got a sub-ton from your captain if, if Took was involved. Um, but the fact that you noticed and recognized that you had someone that a lot of teams around you didn't have and you just tried to you know shove that in everyone's face, I think that's <laughs> super important because um, it, it really shows that you, you studied the other teams, you saw the guy who was standing out to you already and unique and you thought, well, if that's my advantage, why not try and double it? Why not take full advantage? Yeah, and I think, um, like, uh, Nick, Nico from Supercoach Data, like, some yep. of the stuff he puts out is just awesome. Like, I would oh, just spend so much time looking at yeah. all those things and just kind of worked out that um, Took was my pod and, I guess, Jake Lloyd was my reverse pod. And even... Um, there was a point where I I could have got Bont and I just uh, I've just got I just got a hate on Bont like I think everyone has <laughs> has a hate on Bont and he's champion data loving um, so I just it's, it's yeah. kind of weird I think if you don't own Bont there's a, a section of the year where you hate him because he scores too well but if you do own Bont for the year there's a section of the year every year where he scores so poorly you you hate him there as well yeah so that's, I don't know if anyone hate if anyone likes Bont yeah that, that's actually Part of my like thought process was Bont every year goes one forty, then eighty, and one forty, then yep. eighty. And yep. I had the chance to get him. I think in those buy periods, I could have got him when he was seven hundred k, and it meant yep. I would have had to get Houston as well. Um, oh no! Don't, don't yeah, that was that was the trade. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm glad you didn't message me about that conundrum. <laughs> yeah, he would have told me to for sure. Bond but um, Houston all the way. What are you talking yeah, about? Houston and Bond. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so I kind of, I kind of chose to not get Bond because I was just waiting for that period where he just plays weird. So yep, and he was still getting 30 touches, but then he had that game where he had 15 clangers or or whatever it was, and still managed to score 87, I think. Um, 
even yeah. breaking breaking the clangor record still put up a reasonable score but yeah yeah that was kind of a choice where i was like i'm going to avoid bond so it sounds crazy no no well in the last month it's kind of worked out you would have lost points um yeah so when did you run out of trades you said you had two when martin got injured did you yep. have that last one until this round um no so i used it on Stuart. Um, okay. So yep. when Kelly was that laid out, I kind yeah I kind of was waiting for that. Um, I was nearly gonna use both the trades to bring in. Um, can't remember who it was. Just a twenty third player and have Bolton go between the two lines. Yeah. Um, and then Kelly was that laid out, so I just thought, ah, oh, I'm in a decent enough position. Don't need to do anything stupid here. I'll just, I'll just trade him to Marshall. Um, which left me the one trade for when Stuart was injured and yeah, everyone was kinda kind of aware that I guess he was in the moon boot on Friday and it was a few murmurs that this was yeah, gonna be longer than one week. Um yep. so I just pulled the trigger on him then. Is that did you go to Jack Crisp at that point? Yeah, so that's when I went to Crisp. Um Yeah, crazy. Which, yeah, it was probably Crisp or Dawson. Like I already had Rich, so Yep. Those were the only two that was, really... Was, I, I just got to ask, was Houston in your plans at all at that point? <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Just, just making sure. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, Chris obviously ended the season extremely well. Um, and so you, you had him for the last two weeks, was it? Yeah, yeah. Which so was kind of off. So that's, yeah. yeah. He's, I think he was he was more of just a... I just wanted a, a score. Like I didn't need yep. a, a one fifty. I just wanted a safety at that eighty point. or plus. Yeah, and he's always yeah. been a pretty good ball winner. So yeah, super was, um, strong. Yeah, pretty safe pick, I guess. So speaking of safety, your vice captaincy. Did you have a set threshold? A lot of people um, put a number down and say this is this is what I'm doing. Um, some people play it round by round. How did you sort of approach um, that whole situation? Um, I, I would probably have that about 125 kind of range. I think at the start of the year when the, when I guess the rucks we thought were, um, going to average 130, it probably was about 130 and I didn't get burnt too many times early, but then when Gorn and Grundy started to drop off, that's kind of when I would reassess, um, yeah, it was probably that 120, 125 mark. I think uh, it was probably around 18 or 19. Um, McRae put up a 124 and I didn't take it because Grundy had um, Carlton. That was playing Tom DeConey. Oh, no. Yeah, and I went, nah, he's going to destroy this kid. Like, he's going to just monster him. And <laughs> he just... Uh, just played the most uninspired game. I and remember that. He scored yeah. 88 against Carlton. Yeah, so, so that was, in the end, like it's 40 points. Like it sounds so much worse, but it's it's still not the end of the it world. It feels but, worse at oh, the time. It feels, it feels so bad. Like, like I look back now. Yeah, and I go, 40 points. Oh, well. But you, at the time, you're like, so stupid. Like what was I going to gain? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think from then... I just kind of was like, don't be stupid. Like, let's, Yeah, safety first. Yeah, like 120, like even if they go off and score a 140, which is a really good score, you're getting 20 points. Like, Even I think people would weighing up Tom Mitchell's 127 in the last round, and I was like, what are you doing? Just take it. Like, I, I never understand that person. I'm a yeah. very high advocate of yeah. the points in the bank are always better than... The, the grass is, is just rarely greener on the other side. Yeah. And those, those times where it's like gray and dead are the times where you, <laughs> you just get burnt so, so badly. Yeah. And like 40 points now is, is like, sure, you know, 40 points, you finish fifth for the season. Mm. It doesn't make a huge difference. If that happens a few times during the year, um, you're all of a sudden, like you're looking at a decent rank hike there. So yeah, absolutely. Um, just safety. Safety is extremely key. Um, yeah. If you could do anything differently besides take that McRae vice captaincy, <laughs> um, what would be the key thing that you would change from your season? Oh, uh, 
I'd probably join Slack earlier. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think I was saying before I after round one I was ranked fifty thousand. Um I just, okay. did, just didn't have a good start. I must have just missed all all you the had guys Rao that, for starters. Yeah, I had Rao, which you guys <laughs> would have talked me out of. Um uh, we were heavily against Rao, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure someone would have told me to to field Goulden over Brockman in round one, which cost me 120 points. And <laughs> yeah, just yeah, probably just get in earlier. But um, in terms of the team, I, yeah, maybe just try and try and jump on trends a bit earlier. Yeah. Um, I think Aaron Hall was a really good example of okay, something clearly changed here. This guy has got this really good role. He's having 35 touches every week. People get sceptical being like, oh, what if the role changes? But it's like, he's just had 35 touches. Like, you got to yep. pretend you're the coach. You're not going to move this guy. Um, Why would it change? Yeah, I think another example is probably Jordan Dugowie. If I had the money, I would have would have jumped on it big time. Like, he, coach was getting sacked. They had nothing to play for. And, and he's finally been put into the midfield and dominating. Yep. It's dominating, everyone was yeah. everyone was like, Oh, they're gonna move him forward again. It's like, well why would they move him forward? He's having thirty touches every week. Um so it's probably trying to trying to get onto those changes early and just backing in that that common sense will prevail and, and the role will stay the same. So I think a, a good a good stat that I kept on discovering during the season um, Aaron Hall is in 19% of teams even today um, even after wow. all his forward injuries he's <laughs> yeah. still only 19% which seems like a huge point of difference you're looking at him you're looking at that you're like oh geez if I'm on the border of the top 1k this is the guy that's going to take me all the way I think he had something like 85% ownership in the top 1000 yeah <laughs> so yeah. the people that jumped on those trends successfully um, players who rode Taylor Walker early days, um, players who got on Aaron Hall, players who got on, um, you, you said a couple of others, Jordan Dugowie, um, Took Miller, another one that you got on. They they just they went so high because of it. Um, and I think Dane Zorko is probably another one. Like, he priced me out. Yeah. Like, I couldn't possibly get him. And he, he just, there was a point in the season where he went from turning the ball over and he just flipped the switch. You said you got him at like 487k or something? Yeah, I think like with Dane, it was, um, you looked at these games and he had three tons and then three 60s. And yeah. the the three 60 games, they, they all had like 10 plus turnovers. So he was playing yeah. well. He was just giving away stupid free kicks. So that one was like, hang on, this guy is playing really good. He's kind of at this lower price because he's being stupid. Um, it's worth the punt. Like eventually, he's going to pull his head in, and yeah, that one definitely worked out. But it, it kind of yeah. got to the point. Like I would look at a lot of Nico's top 100 stuff, and like you said, these people would get on these players early, and it got down to there's probably five or six players that you had to pay attention to because the other the other 15 everyone had. Everyone so had. Yeah. Jack McRae had put out a 140, and it was like. Oh well, ninety-nine of the top hundred have him. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, these people just, I guess, got on to the good players early, and and that's why they're obviously ranked high. I, I find that super interesting. Um, listening to M and Chizo's podcast today, and now having a chat with you pre-podcast, and now just just how much you get on the correct trends and just notice the right things about players that have switched that have made them go from what they were scoring, which is probably much lower. And then now all of a sudden they're on everyone's radar. And, and why is that? So recognizing that, I think, before others and jumping on is so, so important. So um, before we talk about a little bit about next season, is there anything else you want to sort of touch on about this year or um, players you want to talk about, trades even, um, bits of advice that you you want to discuss? or? Um. Oh, there's nothing that, that super stands out. I think in terms of trades that that would, I guess, made the difference was, um, I think it was the same as M. I think she jumped on Jack Steele in, in round 11 when he had that slow start. Yep. Um, and he just went on to 
basically average 150 from there. Oh, um, he's incredible, by the way. Oh, I, it I was, love watching him. Yeah, I got, I got a, a, a friend who, one of my other mates who is into his super coach, <laughs> had that choice at round 11 of, of Travis Boak or Jack Steele, and he, and oh, he went man. Travis Boak. I'm a Port supporter, and I'm yeah. not even saying Bokey there. Jack yeah. Steele, I had him all last year. Yeah. He's just one of the funnest guys to own. He's incredible. Yeah, so I think most weeks he would he would chime in with cracking the cracking the sads about Travis Boak's scores, <laughs> but um, he did beat me in two grand finals with a one thirty from Trav Boak, so I guess it oh, worked no. in the end for him. Oh no! Yeah, oh, but um, yeah, it was probably <laughs> probably steel and 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 took. Um, yeah, but yeah, really probably made the difference. Just trying to get point of differences as well. Daniel Rich was. Um, and even Jared Lyons, in a, to an extent, were yep. these players. I love owning Lyons as well. This yeah, year. He's, he's just, super good. yeah, they're just these. I guess not no-name players, but just not your typical Victorian players that people own. Um, yeah, it doesn't mean they're not good. Just means a lot of people don't own them. And I guess Rich, Rich kind of went above expected. I think once I got him, he, I think he averaged nearly one ten to one fifteen, which. I didn't really think he was going to do, but yeah, that was awesome. It, so- it sounds like he got word that he was in your team and you got to do for a rev up. Yeah, he might have. He definitely might have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funnily enough, my partner, she did come around uh, in the end trying to help out, but going into the last round, she did tell me to message Took Miller on Instagram and tell him to try and <laughs> take as many kickouts or do whatever he could as possible to try and get me <laughs> over the line. So she did so, try and help. <laughs> I mean, right, let's have a look. Did you, did you end up sending a message? Nah, nah, sh- I probably should have. I only scored 148, so... Oh, yeah, he definitely... Maybe he, maybe he knew. He might have double ton for you. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, maybe that's something to learn about next year. More Instagram messages to play. Yeah, more pest. I think one of the... Um, <laughs> just be a pest. Yeah, just be a pest. <laughs> get, get blocked by every AFL player that you yeah, have yeah. Super Coach. That's, should that's, be your goal. That's the plan. Surely Chizo's blocked by a few people or something. Uh, he's blocked by Mitch Robinson, I can tell you that much. That, I thought he was. I, I remember someone saying something about yeah, him being that's blocked. typical Chizo. It's just a bit of a troll. Yeah. Um, 2022... First of all, you've already said you're going to play, so I can assume... Yep, Guida's, Guida's shin is, yep. is ready to go. Good, good. Um, who who stands out to you early days? Way early days. Uh, I'll probably start my team a bit earlier than two weeks two weeks before. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Good call. I think James Sicily, definitely. Uh, I'm not exactly yeah. sure on the maths... He'll be he'll be like low four hundreds. Yeah, I can't. Uh, do they get like a ten percent discount or something if they miss? I think it's twenty for the whole season. But yeah. that's like they're sporadic in who they give that to. And who they yeah, have. they might not give it to him. But I, yeah, I think if he's on those kick out duties like he used to, um, yep, I think he's definitely one. I still think Aaron Hall. I think I, yeah, I worked. I, I worked out. I worked out the other day that if you took out his sub game and his concussion game, he actually averaged 115. Um, yeah, so, so he's he, got to be underpriced. Yeah, um, so he'll be underpriced. Like 570 going into next year. Yeah, which... Yeah, so I think if he's got that same role, which I can't see why he wouldn't, kind of what we were talking about before. Yeah. Um, he's another one, and then... Yeah, probably haven't thought too much past right, that. Bef- before Took you Miller, go... I'll go Took. <laughs> are, are, there any, are there any, like, forwards, maybe, based in South Australia that you've got your eye on, or...? Oh yeah, uh, I'll be in Slack this year at the start of the season, so I'm sure I'll get bombarded with advice to start uh, Zach Butters this year. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right, we've got the three to him. Yeah, um, he will be in my team along with um, Dan Houston, some other guy. That okay, no, 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 no. We're off. We're off Dan Houston now. He's done oh, his okay. dash. Yeah. 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 We don't. We don't talk about that. Um, but Zach Butters, that's a good one. Now, what's you rank back into your 20k? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll go back to my yeah, previous <laughs> previous form. Um, all right, super interesting. So guys like Zorko took Aaron Hall um, and, a, and a couple of others that you named, getting on that trend early, super, super important. Um, I think being conservative with your captains 
um, not too conservative, but conservative enough, uber important as well. Yeah. Um, it was great hearing from you, man. That was, I mean, great season. Fifth overall is, is unbelievable. So, um, I mean, I couldn't picture myself anywhere near that. So, <laughs> I, it's just, it goes to show a lot of years on Supercoach for me, a lot of decent rankings and I've not even been in arms of reach of that. So, unbelievable season. Congratulations for that. Uh, thank you, mate. It's uh yeah, a lot of luck, but it's nice to, to finish relatively high. I, l- I love the humble response, but <laughs> I think it's a little bit more than that. It's, it's been a great season. Um, it's been great having you on, man. I think I think we're going to end it there. Where can people find you? Are you on Twitter or anything, or are you just oh, anonymous? Not, not at all. I, I actually reactivated my Twitter account to to like all of M's um, celebration <laughs> stuff, but... Um, yeah. Wait, did you give me a follow while you were there? Is that... I actually didn't. Like, I genuinely oh, don't use Twitter oh, at all, yeah. but maybe I'll have to start to. So I think my Twitter handle is just jhassan14, I think. So Double maybe S? I'll start at Double S-A-N. Yep, perfect. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll start building up your follow account. Yeah. And fifth overall. Make sure you start tweeting out some advice that we, you can follow yeah. next year. Yeah, Dan Houston, number one. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, all right, well, thanks very much for joining me, mate. It's, it's been great having you on. Hopefully, we can chat again next year when you're inside that top 10 again. No pressure, um, but you do have four spots to move up on, so a bit of room for improvement. Um, it's been excellent, mate. I'm, I'm sure we'll chat probably in the next season. Sounds good, mate. Cheers. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 